On this edition of the Tweet Show podcast, we're going to talk some NBA hoops. We're going to discuss why Villanova's head coach, Jay Wright's retiring. And we're also going to discuss why is Debo Samuels wanting out of San Francisco. So with that being said, let's start the show, baby. Once again, this podcast is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast and edit and whatever you want to do with the podcast. It's easy. Download the app or go to Anchor FM. So with that being said, I'd like to announce to the world that the Chicago Bulls are back. Sort of. The Chicago Bulls ended up winning game two last night in Milwaukee to tie the series up at one apiece. So... My initial reaction was like, oh my God, the Bulls actually won. I was like, yes, the Bulls won. I'm so glad. I'm so happy the Bulls won because I didn't want them to get swept or anything. And now I'm giving myself a tiny bit of hope that they actually might win. I don't know yet because now Chris Middleton's out. He's going to be out for basically probably this entire series because he's got an MCL sprain. So we'll see. We'll keep our eyes out on that see how that goes but the bulls you know they got they got they stole a game in milwaukee which i figured they would have to if they'd have to win the series they have to steal a game in milwaukee realistically i think they should be up 2-0 but i'm happy just being tied at 1-1 going into chicago now 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 i saw a video of alex caruso mentioning he's like hey you know milwaukee's gonna be a hungry dog next game they're gonna be because they just lost and we so we gotta stay we gotta stay locked, locked in, focused. I'm like, yeah, that's right, Alex. Because obviously, Alex, knowing this kind of scenario stuff, because obviously he played for the Los Angeles Lakers, who ended up winning a championship in that bubble. So I think he knows how championship runs go. So I'm gonna trust Alex here and say, like, yeah, we gotta, we gotta stay locked in. We gotta stay focused. We gotta beat Milwaukee in Game Three to at least take it two-one up. You know, go up two-one, and then see what Game Four happens, and then. I don't know. This this series definitely is gonna go, definitely gonna go sixth now. I think. I think it's definitely gonna go like. I think it honestly, I wouldn't be shocked now because Chris Middleton is gonna be out for the rest of this series. It might go seven. I'm not gonna lie. I think it might go seven. If that's the case, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. Oh, I don't even want to know. I'm gonna be. I'm just. My heart is gonna be like ah. I don't really want it to be a game seven because obviously it's win or go home and it's going to be in Milwaukee and that would be the worst case scenario. So you would almost have to close it out even though we won a game in Milwaukee, but it, it's, uh, you know, game seven and Giannis and I'm not thrilled if it's a game seven in Milwaukee because Giannis will probably go off. So we better, if we're going to win this series, we better win it in six then. End the series in Chicago in game six. They'll go to seven. End it in six. That's my thought process. And then obviously DeMar DeRozan having an awesome night scoring 41 points in the win. 
And he said it like in after game one, he's like, I'm not going to have another bad performance like that again, which he hurt. He held his own words. He's like, he's like, yeah, nah, nah, nah. that ain't happening again. So what did he do? Score 41 points, which we probably needed to win this game. And like all honesty, we needed all 41 of those points to win this to the win the win the basketball game. I was very happy. I'm glad the Bulls won. So now we just got to focus on game three in Chicago on Friday, which is tomorrow, and all that. So we'll see how game three goes, and we'll see how the Bulls uh, look in game three. So uh, the other games that happened last night were the 76ers and Raptors. I didn't watch much of it until, like, the very end where I pulled out my laptop and watched, like, the last 30 seconds because my friend Ben, who's sort of a sort of a uh, 76ers fan because he likes Joel and Embiid. He likes to watch Embiid, and he was like, turn on the 76er game. So I was like, all right. So I had to go do some researching. How can I watch it? And I finally found a thing where I can watch it. And then I watched like, you know, I watched pretty much the end of it. So I watched when Embiid, or well, the 76ers like took a horrible possession to like win the game on the first time. Then obviously the second time Embiid came. It was a perfect play. Like honestly, like where Maxie and George and Yang were both, let me let me stop myself. So in overtime, it was still tied up. Or no, wait, was it tied? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was tied, I think. Either way, it was. I believe it was tied. So 76ers called. Oh, yeah, because the thing is, it was tied. But then Embiid got the ball like, at the three, like on the left, what's, left side of the wing towards the three-point line. It was a horrible spot to get it because I was, I was like, why don't you get it? like near like the mid range or in the post and then just, just go to work big man but if for some reason he likes catching it there and then doing his work i don't then i don't know what to tell him i'm not i'm not in beats so but like he took like a horrible shot but then like or no did he take a shot or no that was that was the three that was before regularly regulation so actually i'm thinking of another one so actually no 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 see now i'm getting confused because now yeah, yeah, yeah. So he got the ball there, but then he lost it. They got it back, and then the shot clock was going down, and the game clock was going down. Luckily, Doc Rivers like run ran to the ref and called a timeout for Embiid just had to like do a hook shot from half court, half court. You know, it was like what possession was that? It was like one of the most horrible possessions in basketball. It was like ridiculous. But then obviously Doc Rivers called that timeout. To, to set up the game-winning shot by Embiid because then they all got a, around the left side of the wing near that elbow. Maxi and George Yang went to the opposite side of the court to you know, distract some people. But then I was watching a video of J.J. Redick talking about how uh, Nick Nurse was telling Van Vliet to get back and like don't guard the guy on the ball just in case they do like some crazy back lob or back door cut. You're there at the rim. So that what what she did. And then everybody else was switching. But for some reason, Gary Trent Jr. didn't switch. And that's why Embiid, that's why um, Ty B, uh, Harris set that like, kind of sort of a screen there to get Embiid open. Because then Van Fleet, who was in the paint, had to come over and like at least contest it. Because if... You know, Gary Trent would have like switched all those things. 
so he would have got to um he would have got to um and be at least somewhat contested and made it a tougher shot than than when Van Fleet had to come over and like just at least put up a hand and obviously Embiid made it with like 0.7 seconds left in the game and I was like oh my god I can't believe he just made that which I don't I not that I don't believe it but it was just so like what the heck just happened you know what I'm saying it's like I don't it's not that I don't down on making that shot but it's like sometimes it's in my head that I'm like Epi can't shoot a three. He's so much dominant when he's in the paint. But then I'm like, well, he can't shoot. It's just like one of those like off balance guard shots you typically see from like any other guard in the NBA. But like Embiid made it look so effortless. I was like, wow. That's well, that's definitely why he should be the MVP this year. And I, look, we still don't know who's the MVP yet. But either way, I was like, that was a great ending. And obviously, Toronto blew. 17 point lead and now the Raptors are down 3-0 which isn't great it's very much not great for the 70 or for the city of Toronto and MB was telling Drake he's like I'm coming for the sweep I'm coming for the sweep baby and then Drake's like yeah yeah yeah, whatever it's it's gonna be 3-1 three, three, by the end tomorrow or whenever the next game is he's like oh it's gonna be 3-1 don't worry about it which it could be because the 76ers could easily blow game 4 and like they could have I don't know. This series is going to be, you know, I in the back of my head, I keep thinking of all the blown series leads the Sixers or Doc Rivers has ever had. And I just keep thinking to myself, like, 76ers are going to blow this somehow. How are they going to do it? There's going to be, like, one game where they blow it. It's either going to be in game four or in game five where they blow it and they have to go back to Toronto. It's going to be like, you could have easily this, closed this out, but you didn't. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, and the crazy thing is, like, James Harden has yet to do anything in this series. Like, nothing crazy. He hasn't scored 30 points yet. And that's, maybe that's just credit to uh, Maxi and Joel and Embiid, you know? It's just, it's crazy to think that they brought him in for, like, situations like this for playoffs. But he hasn't really done much. I mean, obviously, he's, like, distributed the ball and he's doing his thing. But, like, I don't know. It's just, I just, I don't know what to make of it. It's kind of interesting. We're going to see how it works if they get past Toronto here when they have to probably play Miami. And we'll see how that series goes and how the matchups go from there because I would probably lean towards Philadelphia to win that series too. But it would also be a close one. And then obviously we had the, um, what was the other game that happened last night? As a reminder, I am recording this on Thursday. So what was the other game? It was... um, goodness sakes i can't think right now who was the other game last night because it was before the bulls it was who was it who was right before the bulls now i'm now i'm drawing a blank oh it's boston and the nets i totally forgot yeah um boston totally came back and i think i think the series is over i i was thinking about it and i and i tweeted it out on the twitter account i was like i think honestly the 70s or the Boston Celtics have a legit chance of winning the East and going to the NBA Finals and in that wording. I was like, they're pretty good. Like, if they keep playing the defense like they have been, I think they could easily just walk right through the East. And it also depends on who they, you know, once, you know, once the series gets started and 
Brooklyn, we'll see how it goes. If they go up 3-0, then it's over, but it's not over yet. They, Brooklyn still has a chance, but they, you know, it's just that Kevin Durant's been really, been really, um, you know, tested, and he's been pushed around, and they've been real physical to him, and they haven't made him look, give him, like, easy looks at the basket, and, you know, he sometimes he can, he can, he can easily make those shots, but, like, he's, he's just not making them, and, you know, sometimes that just happens. You don't make baskets. It's, you know, it just happens in basketball. But, like, obviously you saw Kyrie had 30, what, 30-something-odd points. And I think it was 39. But, like, Kevin Durant hasn't really done much in the first two games. I don't even know what he had because he went over 10 in the second half, which is crazy for him. I think that was, like, the most shot attempts he made without making a field goal in his ever career. It was like, wow. The Celtics have really, like, you know, once Kevin Durant gets the ball, they have him, and then they, you know, there's help on, there's near help, nearby help, and then once he like dribbles or drives, immediately help just they just double team right away, and then once he like shoots it, another guy comes from the side just to like put him another. They basically have like three people near him at all times. It's like dang, they really don't want Kevin to shoot it. It was just crazy because Nets were up like what fifteen. At halftime or something, I don't remember. But they were up nearly at 15 in the first half. And then the second half, it all went downhill from there. Celtics made out, went on a run. And then, like, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart and Peyton, what is his name, Richard, Peyton Richard from Morgan. Shout out Peyton Richard. Uh, Like, it's just, it's crazy. It was like a crazy game. It was like, Oh my God! The Celtics are about to win. The Nets are gonna blow it. And I'm kind of, you know, what was kind of like interesting when I was watching the game a bit. Like I really didn't have a rooted interest, but then one, when, when Tatum made a shot, and he just went, oh, and then, you know, he just went, let's go, the you know, flexing muscles. And I was like, this is why I don't like Boston as much. They, because they get good players like him. I'm just like, how do, how do they keep doing this? I'm just like, how do they keep doing this? It's crazy. And like, the crazy thing is about Boston is they didn't look great in that first half of the year. And in the second half, they just flipped a switch, which is still remarkable how they did it. And they don't have Robert Williams yet. They don't have him in. And they're still playing this great defense. It is crazy what they're doing. Crazy. They're playing some great basketball. They really are. And I, I, I don't know what to make of this series now because... I have to see what at least what game three holds and see what it looks like. Because obviously if Boston wins, they're going to be up 3-0. And that's going to be basically the series right there. But if Nets happen to win the game, then we are talking a whole new series potentially. Because obviously now they're only down on a game. So that makes it pretty interesting. So somehow if the Nets could somehow tie this series at 2-2 at the end of game four, it's a whole new series. It really is. It could be like, um, wasn't there um, like a couple years ago when the Celtics like they did lo- they would always they would always win their ga- home games, but then they, they would lose the what, what year was that? I think that was like Tatum's like second or first year when they, they'd always win the home games, but then they always would lose the road games. They just kept going back and forth, back and forth. It was just like how. And then, yeah, 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 because that was the year LeBron and them had to play each other in the conference finals, and then they went to game seven, and that's when Tatum went, like, went crazy, and that was, like, his kind of his 
moment and breakout. It's like, wow, Tatum has arrived and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it was kind of like one of those moments for Jason Tatum. But either way, it's going to be interesting the game to watch. So as I'm recording this, the uh, Memphis Grizzlies, or yeah, the Memphis Grizzlies are getting absolutely butt-kicked by the Minnesota Timberwolves. It is currently, if I can get a score, Minnesota's up 51-36 to 36 with about 3 minutes and 21 seconds left in the second quarter, and Minnesota's kicking ass. It's crazy. It really is. I Nobody expected this ass whooping. I mean, like, I don't know. It's just, I don't know what to make of Memphis. I really don't. I Like, I think they're a good team, but then I see this, and I'm like, are they really that good? How'd they get to be a two seed? Like, I watched some of their games, and I was like, yeah, this team's really good, but for some reason, they're just... Maybe it's maybe it's because of a matchup problem with them. Maybe it's with uh, Minnesota, but like it, you know, it's just it's mind-boggling a bit because they look great in game two, but for some reason, is it because it's in Minnesota and the crowds into it and like everything else like that? Like I just don't, I just don't get it. It's really weird. All right, enough NBA talk. Let's do let's transition to but keeping. Keeping in within the basketball world, we're just going to go to the college basketball and talk about Jay Wright retiring as the head basketball coach of Villanova. And this was ha- also happened late last night. And, like, it was a little bit shocking that he's at the age of 30, 60, he's going to retire. And he's going to do, like, some, like, special uh, – special, um, he's going to be at Villanova just be doing something with, like – I don't even remember what his title is. But he's still going to be at Villanova. I don't know what I can't remember what his title is going to be, but either way, it, and also Villanova did hire a new hook coach. Um, I can't think of his name. It's like Kyle something. He was from, um, he was also assistant at Villanova under Jay Wright a long time ago. And then he got a head coach somewhere else, but then he's coming back to be, to be Villanova's head coach. Um, I, you know, there's a bunch of things going around. I was listening to people on sports talks and all that. And they were talking about like, Oh, they probably, you know, Jay Wright probably got out of the game because that way, you know, the it's not fun anymore because, like, NIL and all this stuff, like recruiting and transfer portal and, and all these uh, players is wanting, you know, something like that. He thought, he's like, you know, I can't really, can't really stay with these young guns. I'm just going to get out while I can. And then there was, like, that going around saying, like, hey, he didn't want to do it anymore. He's gonna have the, like the passion, and he thought, I was like, ah, this is it's out of my league. I can't do this no more. And let the young bucks handle this. So, my thoughts were, well, Bob, well, it could be all that, but like, what if he just really just didn't want to do it anymore? He's like, you know what? I've had a great 21 years at Villanova. I think I'm just gonna call it quits. I'm just gonna hang out with my family more and just do more things outside of basketball, which obviously he could which I encourage him to do is if he's going to retire, then that's great. And not do a whole year unlike coach K where we have to celebrate coach K. Obviously we obviously should, but like we like nobody cares coach K if we're going to do a whole year, you know, a whole retirement tour. Like he didn't want to do that. He, he's not like coach K just all about me. He's like, Oh, I'm going to do the retirement tour. Oh, you don't have to give me all these gifts. Stop. I'm not that special. Come on guys. Okay. I'll take that. I don't know. I'll lose to UNC in the final four. Oh boy. You know, it's like, I like to make fun of coach K. I really do. He's just, uh, 
really easy person to make fun of. And I actually just bought a shirt, well, not recently, but I, well, I bought it like two and a half weeks ago and it finally just came in like about a week ago. So actually, or what? I don't even remember when I bought it. It was basically right right around when Coach K got lost in UNC. I bought a bunch of like stuff about Coach K losing. So I just got it. I think I got it about a week ago. It's actually kind of a funny shirt. So I have to like post that out here pretty soon. I'll post a picture about it of the shirt. I still went in on another one. It's coming in on Tuesday. So I'm waiting on that shirt. But yeah, it's just it's a little bit shocking and then. I mean, he's been great to the basketball game. He's such a great head coach. He's been part of USA Basketball, Villanova. He had all those, he's got those two titles. He's been on Final Four runs. He's has uh, obviously like built a culture at Villanova. He's also like has made like have some has you know produced some really great players or in the NBA like Jalen Brunson, Josh Hart. Um, who else is it? Uh, like Kyle Lowry? You know, there's plenty of. Villanova alums in the NBA. So shout out to Jay Wright. Shout out to Jay Wright. Doing it doing it his way. So let's move on to the last topic here on this episode. And let's talk about Debo wanting out of San Francisco. So I don't know what's what the problem is here. I guess there's some reports out there that he doesn't want to be a running back slash wide receiver, just mainly wants to be a wide receiver. But my thing is like, dude, you're good at being a wide receiver slash running back. And some say it's like some contract stuff, and some say he just doesn't want to do the whole running back wide receiver thing. There's a lot of things going on. Either way, I guess he does want out, or allegedly, something like that. I guess then he like, either he tweeted it, or somebody said that he was, he's like, if you knew the real situation, all people that who work for the 49ers know the real situation going on. So it's like, does he actually want out? Or if you're a team, how much would you be willing to give to go get him? If you're like, like if I'm the 49ers, I don't trade him. But if there's an offer I can't refuse, then I guess there's, I got to accept it. But like, I like I guess anything is possible because we saw Tyree Kill getting traded. So I guess anybody can be traded in the NFL. So I guess it'll be interesting to watch and see where he gets uh, ended up. I would love him to be on the Chicago bears and I would love to tell Ryan Pohl, fuck them picks trade. What give them whatever they want. Give them players picks money. I don't care. Go get Debo Samuels. <laughs> Go get them. We need more wide receivers. Fuck those picks. Go get them. You know, it's just going to be uh, interesting because I think he could also, like, if I'm the 49ers, I, I would probably send him to the AFC, but then the AFC is, like, really loaded. So, bless. like, who in the AFC would be willing to, like, trade to go get him? So, it's going to be interesting to see. Like, yeah, I guess, what the, nah, I don't think the Patriots would because they're not that, they're not, they don't, I don't think they'd be willing enough to give up that many picks. So, I think New England's out, Buffalo's definitely out, unless they just, there's going to be like the 49 or they're going to be like the Los Angeles Rams on picks. And they're just going to say, yep, fuck those picks. Uh, we're going to give you this, this, uh, you know, honestly, if you get, if you put Sam Debo Samuel on the bills, I think they might win the whole damn thing. Cause that'd be a really great addition to the Buffalo bills. Oh my God. Imagine if he was on the Buffalo bills. Holy cow. Uh, that team would be elite, elite. 
I guess um, well, who else would be who else would be a fun team to see in mind? I guess you could say he would be he would be fun to see on the like the Vikings a bit. I guess, but I don't see him being on the Vikings. It's just you know, or even on Detroit. Yeah, put him in Detroit. Yeah, that would make him. That would be fun. I would definitely would definitely would. If I was a Detroit Lions fan, I'd be like, you know what? <laughs> Never mind. I keep saying the fuck those picks. So, like, I'm gonna say it again, fuck those picks. Picks don't matter. Debo Samuel's gonna be better than whoever you were gonna pick anyways, because you don't know what those guys were gonna be. So you got a better shot at Debo Samuel than you are at potential. Obviously, you always want to bank on potential and those players being good, but you I think you would rather have Debo Samuel. Any the uh, any Detroit Lions fans listening to this, let me know if you guys would be willing to go get Debo Samuel. If not, that's your own fault. I think you should. Yet again, I think all the 31 teams in the NFL should go get him. But they're like, there's certain ones that I don't think they should. Because, like, Kansas City, they already, well, could they? I'd be, oh, Kansas City? Dang. That'd be crazy. Oh, man, that'd be so crazy. Or even the chart. Oh, I think if you put him in the AFC West, it'd just be more crazier. If you put him on the Chiefs, imagine if he was on the Chiefs. Oh, my God, the AFC West would just be more loaded than ever. Gee me Christmas. That's crazy. Now I'm just making up to all these scenarios. I'm just trying to think of other teams. Like that'd be like, oh, that'd be interesting. That'd be fun to watch. Like Um I'm trying to think. Oh, I think it would be fun to see on the Titans. Or even um the Colts. It'd be fun. But the Colts already kind of trade some of their capital and they don't they don't want to do that. Um would it be what about uh Oh, you think Cincinnati would? Oh, if Cincinnati got him too? Oh, man. I feel like if you about put him on 25, if you put him on like 20, on 25 of the 32 teams, he'd be, he'd be their like best player on offense. Like, no doubt. It's, it's crazy to think how many talent there are in the NFL. Oh, man. All this like scenario talking with Debo Samuel gets me hyped. I can't wait to see what the 49ers have to do with them. Oh, man. All right. I think this could be it for today's episode of the Tweet Show Podcast. I appreciate everybody listening to this episode. Make sure you go subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get yours. Make sure you go subscribe. Leave a comment, too. Rated five stars. If you're on Apple, you rated five stars. And then, you know, tell your friends about us. Tell whoever you want to tell. We're going to get this thing going. I, we got a good following. We really do. We got a good following of people listening to the pie. We're just going to keep, keep growing and be on the lookout. Make sure you be on the lookout for the YouTube channel. I'm going to start posting videos on the YouTube channel. That's going to be, it's called the Tweet Show Podcast on YouTube. So go make sure you go on YouTube and subscribe to the YouTube channel. So be on the lookout. I'll, I'll tweet it out. I'll tweet out some links of videos once my first video comes out. I'm expecting. Give me about a week and a half before I post a video. But yeah, I'm really excited about this YouTube channel so we can keep growing this and get more content out there for you guys to like watch and listen. Once again, I appreciate everybody listening to today's episode. So make sure you go subscribe to each show podcast. With that being said, I appreciate everybody listening. I'll see you guys next time. Mm-hmm.